Hey everyone, welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. So today's episode has got to be one of my favorite to date. You're going to be hearing from Allison Charles, who's a shaman, animal medium, and overall healer for the masses. And honestly, speaking with her reminded me of why I even began this podcast in the first place, simply so that I could sit down with incredible people like herself and then share that wisdom with you guys. I learned so much from her in this episode. And Allison really brings meditation and sacred ritual to the mainstream in powerful, creative ways and has been a leading pioneer in this work for a while now. You might have seen her featured in Forbes, New York Times, Elle Magazine, Mind Body Green, Oprah Magazine. The list goes on. She's amazing. She's incredible with business as well, which I love to hear a little bit about. So in this episode, she covers everything from shamanic healing to shadow work to animal wisdom, and she also takes us through her own personal awakening journey. And of course, we talk about the global and cosmic shift that is occurring right now in our reality. So enjoy this one. She is an incredible force of nature and so beautiful inside and out. Let us know what you think with a review after you finish. Maybe send it to a buddy if you think they could benefit from this information and connect with us on social media. I would love to hear from you. Talk to you on the flip side. So the first question I love to ask guests is how do you start your day off? What does your morning usually look like? Oh, yes, the morning time. I do feel that it is the most important time to get really anchored and connected into one's truth and power. And in my opinion, the key to living one's best and most fulfilled life, it really boils down to one thing, and that is in how clear of an alignment are you with source, God, goddess, and your mission. And so I really always take the morning time to ensure that my grounding cord is very much anchored into great mother earth and that I am tuned in to the love, light, wisdom, power, and truth that is me and lives within me. And then of course, my connection line up to great spirit. And I always do these practices at my altar. So right next to me is where I've got, um, and I rotate items in and out, right? And I think that that's another important note for anyone that wants to create a sacred space or already has one, is remember that it shouldn't always remain the same because on the spiritual path that equals the infinite evolutionary path. So as our vibration is always changing and hopefully elevating uh, the items that you have at your altar space should, um, you know, always be felt into on a pretty regular basis. Like is, is this feather, you know, in current alignment with, um, my greatest good and just kind of vibing around. So I, I have different items placed there that I feel, um, further enhance where I'm currently at with my personal life and also my professional shamanic calling. Well, it's also personal as well. Uh, So I do all of that. And then uh, the last thing I'll share is that 
based upon my most recent and perhaps most massive shamanic initiation that just happened um, in this last week in Mexico, I'm now doing a different sort of uh, daily protection and connection uh, practice that really anchors me in fully to 10, 11, and 12th dimension uh, frequencies. And that has been really, really powerful for me as well. So that that's in a nutshell what I do, but I just make sure that I spend time to be sure that I'm connected, centered, in alignment with God goddess, in alignment with my truth and mission, and uh, just see if any other organic processes want to want to happen. You know, at my altar, I have my drum and rattles and uh, all sorts of other things. So I always then see if I feel compelled to drum and channel a song and where else I might be guided. Mm, oh, beautiful. So there's a lot that I could dive into there, but I will have already given an introduction. So guests have kind of an idea of kind of who you are and your background, but I'd love to hear more about your journey into shamanism because I know you, you were in athletics, right? And radio and television. So how did this happen? How did your shamanic, you know, characteristics come into fruition? Right. Yeah. So I, you are correct. Yes. My, and looking back, you know, once you have these, I mean, I've had a ton of awakenings at this point, but uh, there are certain awakenings like my initial one that are extremely cataclysmic and uh, very in, in, in an instant life-changing. And then you can look back and all of these dots, of course, all connect and make sense. But yes, I started as an, an elite athlete at an extremely young age. And I'm, I'm talking before the age of three. And my dad was my coach. And there are pictures of me in a road race at like two and a half, two and three quarters years old with little Nike running shoes. Um, oh yes. And, you know, looking back, I really believe that I'm, you know, I'm very equal parts at this point in terms of, in fact, that's where the name rock star shaman comes from, is I really do have, um, thankfully, a very hearty and balanced and embodied way of functioning both in the earthly realms and planes and also the cosmic realms. But when I first incarnated, I really think me becoming a distance runner at that young of an age helped me to understand the physical vessel and earth and nature uh, because anyone who has been a distance runner understands that it's it's just you and yourself and your body and earth and so I was a two-time national champion distance runner and got a scholarship to run for the University of Alabama where I was a history-making athlete there and team captain and so that was very much the identity from before the age of three all the way through college as I was viewed as this you know, top notch athlete. And my body started to really break down in college. I had a femoral stress fracture and, you know, the femur is the biggest bone in the body. And when that fractures it, I was on crutches for six months. It just took so long to heal. And I had knee surgery and 
uh, you know, various things started to happen. And as that started to happen, I, I also began to question, wow, if my body's breaking down and I can no longer further this running career, who am I? What am I to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know, on a, on a deeper level, I also always knew that media was something, was going to be something big for me. And I also knew that from the time I was young. Uh, and after college, I did want to be sure, you know, that the athletics was not my path. I didn't think that it was, but I also have um, one of my main archetypes is the rebel archetype. And so I always have to kind of watch that to make sure that I'm not just pushing against something um, and that the rebel isn't uh, working out of a shadow aspect. So I did become a division one college coach and I also became an advanced certified personal trainer. And in doing those jobs, I realized that was not my calling and not what I was supposed to do. And I had a mild divine intervention when I was the head trainer at this gym in Florida. One of my clients came in and said, you should be my radio show co-host. And so I literally got plucked from a gym, put into a studio. And uh, that's where I started to feel really at home. And I knew I was starting to get more on my true path. And so, yeah, I was a radio host for many years. Uh, In fact, a number one rated hip hop morning show host, which uh, surprises some people. But um, yeah, I loved that job. And then I transitioned from radio into TV, where I was a producer for major networks and big shows and also hosted a national daytime television talk show. So it was at that time when I had my massive awakening and my life really changed and I really got on uh, my true divine path and in alignment with my calling at that point. Mm. So can you take us through what your awakening felt like? What Mm -hmm. do you expect as individuals that we're each going to go through our own awakenings, I would think in this human experience, but what were, what was yours like? Well, mine was very cataclysmic, and that's one of the things that I teach and really, sh- and that's why I share about my story so openly, is that it doesn't have to be that way. And looking back, there were so many signs trying to get me to course correct. I, at that time, was in a very, very uh, toxic and dysfunctional, and at times, abusive in nature relationship. And um, because I was not awakened to my self-love and truth yet uh, there was codependency involved and denial involved and these cycles of insanity were just getting deeper and deeper and darker and darker and along with um, my own soul and my love and light guides trying to get my attention and that point It was also my body. Um, I was having inflammatory processes. um, I was having severe panic attacks. And so there were a lot of things going on that were big signs saying, Allison, you are not in alignment. You know, back to the very first thing I said when we started, like the key to living your most fulfilling life is being in alignment with your your truth and, and God goddess. And at that point, I was in very deep misalignment. Mm-hmm. And things will happen to try to tell you in more mild ways, like you're off track, you're off track, you're off track. The issue is uh, when you ignore those, those signs, which I was because of the denial and the codependency. 
so that for that reason, uh, my awakening day was extremely jarring um, and horrifying, yet equal parts miraculous, and it wouldn't change a second of it um, because of the the miracles that laid within it. And I am happy to share the full story uh, for time purposes. I'll try to whittle it down, but in essence, uh, that former relationship. Uh, we had been engaged and unengaged and I had moved to a place on my own in New York City. And then many months later, he came back around uh, seeming to have some uh, awakenings of his own. And we were about to venture out publicly as a couple yet again. And that's really when all of my guides, you know, blew the whistle, called my the whole troops in and and got together and said, like, we, we've got to intervene. We, and, and it truly was a divine intervention for me to wake up. So mm-hmm. uh, on this particular day, I, before we walked out the door, I was, you know, going to tell him a few more minutes and we can leave. And he was asleep on the couch, so I didn't want to wake him up. And as I was walking back through my bedroom, that's when my clairaudient gift got turned on. And I heard great spirit speak to me and say, stop and turn around. And when I did that, my eyes landed directly on his phone and I could feel the energy really shift in the room. And as I walked over, uh, I heard a voice say, brace yourself. What you're about to see is going to rock your world. But I did not know the code to his phone. I was never a snooper. um, I believe because on an unconscious level, I was terrified of actually discovering what I would see um, if I were to be a snooper. And like automatic spirit writing, I popped in four numbers to the phone and it opened. And this was my first shamanic initiation. And this was that moment of the Joseph Campbell quote, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And that phone was really the embodiment of that shamanic cave. And once I entered into there, it uh, you know revealed to me very graphic and horrifying evidence and proof that the previous 16 plus years of um, that relationship and the reality that I had myself convinced I was living was not in fact the reality at all. And um, just really graphic evidence of a lot of extreme betrayal and um, sickness and dysfunction that, uh, you know, obviously changed every particle within me internally and externally and in one moment. And that was the moment designed to just change the course of my life. And it did. And the veil lifted from my third eye and the denial got blasted away. And uh, to close the story out, you know, the energy of what was occurring was so strong and actually woke him up because I remained silent as I was discovering this and having my own spiritual process. And as he walked into the room, you know, obviously I was in shock and, and told him to get his things and leave and never come back. And all I could ask was, you know, how could you do this to me? I know I was so perplexed. You know, we had been together for almost two decades and you know, seemingly best friends beyond partners in other ways. And I just, I couldn't wrap my head around how it was possible for someone, um, you know, to, to treat someone like this. But, you know, uh, of course, now I have deep compassion for all parameters and aspects of the earthly life. And um, when various addiction issues are involved, uh, you know, a lot, a lot happens. So, 
Um, so yeah, that was my awakening day. And um, I think the other important note to share is that what I did after that, uh, that was my decision and was another of the biggest game changers is I decided to surrender. So it's another thing I teach a lot. Uh, I realized uh, so many truths about myself. You know, it wasn't just looking at him and blaming him. It's very important that we take responsibility because uh, I look back and realize I had allowed that treatment. You know, I had allowed myself to be extremely dishonored uh, in many ways for many, many years on a very regular basis. And I really needed to look at that piece and take responsibility for that piece. And when I saw that I was not the healthy, well person that I thought I was, that's when I surrendered and said to great spirit and great mother earth, like, I clearly don't know what I'm doing. Show me the way. And then the last key and doing that is heeding the calls. And that's where I give myself a lot of credit is my devotion to the messages from God, goddess and great mother earth that have come in. I heed them. I listen to them. And even when they seem wild and illogical, when I know they're coming from God, goddess and great mother earth and the wisdom within me, I always follow them. And that is how I've gotten onto this path of infinite miracles. And that is how I've gotten an alignment with my very deep and powerful shamanic calling and mission. And that is how I've aligned in sacred partnership with my beloved. And that is how I have experienced um, a life so far beyond um, my wildest imagination. It's because I am in alignment with my calling. I am in alignment with God, goddess, and great mother earth. And I heed the messages from those unseen realms. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's, I had chills coming all over my body as you kind of unraveled that. And I'm also curious to know, with your first experience, was that your first experience with Claire Audience? And how did you know to trust that and going forward to listen to that? Yeah, it's a really great question. It it definitely was. I mean, it was like a, a, a switch got turned on in that second and they were like, you know, like I said, we've got to call the troops in, we're blowing the whistle, we've got to talk to her loud and clear. This is a full on divine intervention moment. So yes, that was my first experience having the clear audience gift. And it was so loud and clear. You know how it is when... Um, there's just that deep innate soul knowingness. And the more you live your life from that place, the more that trust is cultivated and the deeper and richer that deeper and expanded sense um, becomes. And you just, you just know, I just knew I knew to trust. Mm -hmm. uh, it's that soul knowingness. And that's kind of the only thing I can boil it down to. Uh, when you are united with your soul and source, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling that you just know and you know to trust it. And that, that has been my compass. You know, that goes back to that surrender statement and living the way that I live. Um, that's been my compass. And that's, you know, at the heart of it, that's what shamanism is, is various practices and a lifestyle, a way of living that unites you fully with your soul. And, and that's the objective. If you are at one 
with your soul. You are at one um, in, in full trust. And that's when life just starts to get really incredible. <laughs> yes. I also am curious to know about how you have connected with your guides. Do you connect with them through meditation or how do you start to channel their messages? Mm-hmm. Yeah, another really great question. It's been an array of things. There have been there have been various techniques. Some guides present without me calling upon them uh, and reveal themselves oftentimes very unexpectedly. And I can give an example of that in a moment. And then other times I set specific intentions. So when I was after my awakening and um, I should also note that after my awakening and surrendering, I just, you know, surrendered to get healed and, and become whole again, right. And to unite with my soul again. So I didn't set a surrender intention to become a shaman. I set a surrender intention to heal. And it was in my very devoted, committed healing quest that your light body and the ancient wisdom and truth that is gridded inside of you, the more you're committed to the healing path, uh, the more all of those other things I just listed activate and turn on and come alive. And then that is when you become informed of the truth of who you are and the truth of your calling. So I was on the healing path for a while before realizing, oh, wow, um, I, I am a shaman. And, you know, once I started to realize that, and also started to be given messages as to how my shamanism is to work. And in some ways it's, it's unconventional and it's different. Um, and it's very outside of the box, which can really trip some people up. Uh, and I then wanted to specifically, cause I was downloaded the name rockstar shaman. And I was aware from the get go that that's a very big name. And I wanted to ensure that that was truth for me. So I set an intention to go on a, on a shamanic journey that I would take myself on to unite with my main love and light guide. I wanted to know who is my main love and light guide this lifetime, because that is who I'm going to ask about this title I have been given. And I want to ensure that title is not coming from ego, that it's, it's a divine truth. And in that journey is when uh, Jesus, Ascended Master Jesus, presented as my main love and light guide, and that is who I had this conversation with, and I was assured, this is who you are, this is why you incarnated, um, and that's why. It is from that place that I decided to uh, utilize that name, because I live by the calls, and that's what I want people to understand, um, you know, especially those that may, um, you know, uh, feel either a sense of expansion or resistance um, or questioning around, you know, who I am or how my shamanism works or how my shamanic medicine works. Um, Cause it typically is one of those two things. There are those that really consciously can feel and understand the complete purity of my soul and my mission and my work. And then there are those that, um, can be more on the triggered side of it. And all of it, you know, is a teacher, right? And that's where I have to become unattached. And I have to just simply live my life. And and the life I live is a life being lived by the calls. 
and I'm here to ensure that I'm fulfilling the earth mission that God, goddess, and my soul assigned to me to do. And that's all I care about. Um, you know, and I know I'm, I know I'm venturing into different tangents, but it's just kind of what is moving through me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so the, when meeting my main love and light guide, I set that intention and I went on a guided shamanic journey where I drummed and went into the different realms to have that guide, that particular guide reveal. Uh, the other way I came to know my core power animal, my aunt, who's also a shaman, after my awakening, she did um, some journeying and soul retrieval work for me uh, and to help me to start that healing journey. And that is when the Black Panther revealed and uh, who is my core power animal and then other animals came in in meditations to show me we are here for you as you are in this awakening process and this in this heart uh, healing process. And those three animals were the deer, the bear, and the frog. And my book uh, that's coming out next year in the card deck, it's called Power Animals, and it features 100 animals, their healing attributes and messages, and a power practice that you can do uh, that is unique to each animal so you can cultivate a deeper understanding and a deeper relationship and rapport with the animal because every single one uh, carries different medicinal traits. So those four were like my power past when I had my awakening and they really, you know, I don't know what I would have done without them to get through those initial stages. And then the other examples, um, oftentimes as I'm drifting off to sleep, different illuminated beings will present to me, whether it's Ganesha or Buddha, uh, and they will, they will come to me, uh, my eyes are closed and they will reveal to me um, from other dimensions and present to either communicate to me um, auditory or to simply give me a transmission uh, frequencies that are needed for uh, my pathway moving forward. Um, and then, you know, it's like you're just really guided when you are on the path of surrender and you finally get out of your own way you're always guided to uh, the next location that is to give you um, the, the medicine that you need to continue expanding into your truth, or you are guided to work with a fellow trusted healer um, to clear away something or to bring further alignment and clarity into who you are. Um, you're, you really are truly connected and I call it divine connect the dots. And that, that continues to me to this day and will, will forever more um, because, you know, like we, you know, chatted about it's the, it's the path of, of infinite evolution. So there are a lot of different ways in which, you can begin to get to know and work with and um, call forward your guides. I think the last little example that keeps uh, kind of pressing in for me to share is um, Egyptian goddess Isis, who has, has been a main sister. I have a lot of her soul particles within me, and she has been a main guide for me and always will be. However, I was exiting out of a very deep shamanic time that I was in for a number of years. And I was instructed to go into this time about two and a half, three years ago, I was told to stop doing all live events, 
basically all the ways in which I was making a living, um, I was told to stop. And I said, I will do this if you then support me in figuring out how to survive and make mm-hmm. a living. That was our agreement. And sure enough, um, in that two and a quarter year portal, I did the deepest, it was basically nonstop, um, deepest, deepest, root of the root, 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 shadow work. And that was my cave, shamanic cave initiatory period. I had no idea when the end would be in sight. I didn't know how long I would be in this period. And like I said, it, it, it lasted over two years. And uh, in that time, I was given other downloads to continue to be able to survive. I was given the download to start shamanic PR um, because it is my background with media and I actually have a degree in advertising and whatnot. And so I launched a shamanic PR company to help other healers and conscious brands get press and get into the media to have their messages and, and products out there more. I was also given the downloads to start a spirit school and third eye certified. And so those were online offerings that I could do uh, to further empower others while I was doing this deepest work. So, yeah, um, and there was, uh, so I say that because Goddess Isis was a main guide during that very, very deep, magical, medicinal work. And as I was exiting out of that two and a year quarter, two and one quarter year portal, I got the awareness that it was time to, it's not that I said to Goddess Isis, I'm you know, done working with you. Like, like I said, she will forever be a partner and sister in this, in this pathway for me. But we had a conversation of, you know, if you can just support me in a milder, more off to the side way. And I just knew intuitively that it was time to call forward a different goddess to work with. And that goddess that revealed was goddess Anya. She's the Celtic goddess of, you know, fertility and play and prosperity. And, and I called her forward in meditation to ask her, is this an alignment for you? Do you want to work with me? Is this what is to be? And, and she was said yes. And so um, that really started to bring in as I exited out of that cave period and, and was expanding into these other uh, aspects of my path, having her medicine and her support has, has been really great. And once I moved to LA, the hummingbird came in as the main totem for me out here. So uh, I hope that, yeah, that, that was a lot of different examples. So hopefully that's helpful. Oh, yes, beautiful. I definitely want to get more into your shamanic experiences and how you heal people, but I kind of want to take it out for a second and talk about why do you think we all come to this earth as humans kind of in a state of forgetting and not really understanding that we're always divinely connected? What is that? Why do we forget this? And why are we unraveling that throughout our lifetimes? And why do some people never really unravel it in this dimension? Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> there's like literally, yeah, we can cover a million things. So let me see which thread wants to be talked about. Not, not everyone is meant to fully release out of that, that amnesic field. Right. And that, that is one of the, the lessons that I had to learn. Uh, and it wasn't like a big struggle for me. I've, I've always, I, I am a self-empowerment shamanic guide, right? So I am never invasive with messages. And that's something I feel is very important to share, especially as people are just beginning in their spiritual path. 
is you should never access into and tap into anyone else's field without their permission. And if you happen to think that you are getting a download or uh, guided message about someone, uh, you should never relay that message to the person without uh, their permission or without them asking for your guidance. And so even though I've always lived by that, you know, there are certain people or family members in my life where, you know, you just want them to suffer less, right? And um, I know the liberation and miracles that have come to my life since having my awakening and being devoted to my calling in the path. Um, yet, you know, you have to trust because there's so much at play. So many of us are such ancient, ancient, ancient beings. So encoded within us, there's so many different karmic lines and threads. And you, you have to trust that source, God, goddess, universe, uh, have devised with that person's highest self and soul the, the precise pathway that is going to serve their highest, greatest earthly good this lifetime. And what might serve their highest, greatest earthly good this lifetime might in fact be not ever waking up mm. uh, because not ever waking up this lifetime may be the precise alchemy and uh, uh, cataclysmic experience that then will support them in having their awakening in a particular way the next incarnation. And so that's why you just have to trust um, that if someone is not open or not wanting to step into spiritual practices or the path um, to never impose or to try to force that, um, you have to trust in in universe's uh, agreement with that person's soul. Well, let me see if something else wants to come in around that. I feel like there's one other thing. It's just taking me back to a piece that I've a bit touched on, but it's so important. It is about, you know, because we do, we do have free will for, for the most part, except for some of those divine intervention moments. And, and so I personally live in the way of always communicating to great mother earth and great spirit, my willingness to expand and be in the fullness of my truth. And so because of that, I am always very regularly shown things about myself that need to be transcended, transmuted, healed, released, um, receiving messages when if I, for an unconscious, um, perhaps fear-based reason, have been remaining a bit stagnant, um, I will receive a message like your voice and your transmissions are needed now more than ever. We need you to rise. And then I will, will do that. Um, but hang on. Cause there's one other piece coming in, mm-hmm. but it really is this, this dance and it is about communication and it is about developing a relationship and a trusted rapport with the unseen realms And if this path were easy, you know, maybe everyone would do it. Uh, But this this path of self-actualization and alignment with the fullness of who you are and being in alignment 
um, with your most fulfilling life and your calling is reliant on you having a very strong and powerful relationship with the unseen realms. And not everyone is willing to go there mm -hmm. um, because it can feel very scary. It, you know, the unseen realm feels, can feel very unknown and it requires you to trust a whisper from the wind. It requires you to trust, um, a, a vision that you're you're having and, and an instruction that you're being given from a vision. And that vision might come from like your abdomen or something. And the, the way that this path works, like I said, goes a lot against logic. And it requires you to tap in and tune into your soul guidance and the full power that lives within you um, but that full power will never come alive and never activate and until you start to do this dance uh, with the path. And my favorite path or my favorite quote is truth is a pathless land. It's, you know, truth, your truth and, and the, the realm of truth of, of this earthly existence lives in the world uh, that you can't see. And it only reveals when you step out with that surrender statement, it only reveals when you communicate to whoever it is you believe in, whether that's, you know, source, God, goddess, uh, universe, cosmos, great mother earth, archangels, whoever it is you believe in, when you communicate to them, I am ready to get out of my own way. I'm ready to be in alignment with the fullness of my miraculous, magnificent self and life and divine powers and divine path and divine truth. I am ready. And, and when you communicate that and start to have this dialogue, that's when the unseen realms will communicate to you. But then it requires that trust of what of what those messages are that are coming in and i i hope that this is making sense but the path reveals only by you taking the first steps and by you communicating the readiness and that's when everything starts to crystallize and reveal yes i keep coming back to your words trust and surrender and kind of keeping that full circle and I'd love to hear as well about shamanism and animals and animal consciousness and how we can start to understand that more because that's such a unique facet of your practice that I really haven't um, seen in many other people. Oh, great. Yeah, I'd love to talk about the animals, especially because like I mentioned, after my awakening, the animal guides were the first to reveal to support me. So they have been a mainstay on my shamanic and spiritual path. And the beautiful thing is, and it goes right along with everything I was just sharing um, about the, the deepening of the relationships with the helpers and the unseen realms, is that is how my, my relationship with the power animal world has happened, is I really worked with them right out of the gate, and I got to know them, and they got to know me. And our relationship just grew and grew and grew to the point where uh, when I uh, started to work on my first book, it was, it's been quite a journey. 
And I finally aligned with the right literary agents and we decided on a, on a concept for the book. I was writing the proposal and when I went to Bali a couple of years ago, I knew something big was going to happen. And the power animal world actually came to me and said, that book, it's not time for that book. We are to write a book with us. So I emailed my agents and said, I really hope you guys are on board because I live by the calls and I am instructed to change the book. And thankfully they were, but that's how power animals came to be. It was by them coming to me and asking me to be a voice for them and to work with them in this. Mm -hmm. And I've also, you know, the, the trust between myself and them and them and me um, is so strong at this point that I am also a medium for them and, uh, you know, deliver uh, messages to people. And I, I do this in a live capacity. I've done this, you know, uh, Pop Sugar did a 15,000 person event um, that I was a part of and uh, gave a talk on shamanism and called people on stage uh, because they were requesting the reading. Um, so obviously with their permission, they came on stage and, I, in those instances, call for the power animal who most wishes to um, present to empower that person's life at that time. We all have a core power animal like my Black Panther that's assigned to us as we incarnate. And that animal is our main animal guide through this entire life. Uh, mm -hmm. But then like the deer and the bear and the frog who came in to provide additional support upon my awakening, depending upon what we're going through in life, different animals will try to present and get your attention. Um, like if you keep seeing a ladybug or a lizard, that's you know why I'm creating this guidebook. So you can then go to that guidebook and read their messages and healing properties and understand why do I continuously keep seeing the lizard? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's because of this. And then you can do the power practice to um, start to learn how to work with the lizard in, in a deeper way. Um, so they will present. Or you can go on a guided shamanic journey that a trusted shaman will guide you through and you can set the intention before the journey to either meet your core power animal or to have the animal who most wants to support you right now to come forward. Or the last option is uh, you, can, you can ask an animal to specifically work with you for a particular reason. Um, maybe you're about to have a very difficult conversation, or maybe you are about to have a, a really big business meeting and you really want to embody like really deep rooted confidence and you want to call upon the rhinoceros. Uh, to provide that for you and to be a guide as you go into that meeting. So once you start to learn uh, the diff different healing properties and medicinal attributes that each animal embodies and represents, then you can um, call upon them to do different work. For example, if you're really ready to have your own, you know, cave period where you are ready to face and transcend your fears and your shadows the bat is in a really incredible um, animal to call for to assist you in that. And that was the totem. It revealed to me in, a, in another Bali trip, the bat was just coming in, coming in. In fact, I saw the largest bat I've ever seen. I mean, the wingspan was probably at least uh, five feet while I was in Bali. And the bats in, in the villa I was staying in would come inside and like swoop through my head and um, just fly all around. And then it was right after that, it was right after I got back from Bali that I was given the instructions to stop doing 
everything I was doing. And I went into that two and a quarter year cave period and that worked with me relentlessly to do that deepest um, shadow work. And I emerged uniting with my beloved, um, getting this book deal, uh, moving across the country and just expanding into um, the happiest I've ever been. But it required me doing that two and a quarter year um, bat cave work. <laughs> wow. So I, I'm kind of thinking about my personal experience. I've been seeing rams since I was, you know, for 10 years. And it's been fascinating to finally see them in person in Yellowstone. And they keep following me. So I'm also curious about what the stream of consciousness is like with animals. And do humans and animals have kind of different streams of consciousness and dimensions here? Or have we potentially been animals in a past life? Or is that kind of separate? Right. Yeah, there's different schools of thoughts. And in fact, in my in my book, uh, one piece that I felt was really important to weave in was asking different trusted uh, fellow spiritual teachers, uh, master shamans, indigenous spiritual elders around the world to share uh, their own stories of different animals that they work with and why and how that relationship has empowered or changed their life. And um, there's one yoga master, a guru who I have in the book who uh, teaches from a yoga perspective. I forget how many, I'd have to look in my book, but I think they say that it's like thousands of lives that you go through um, as an animal before you incarnate as a human. So depending upon um, whatever different ancient uh, wisdom tradition or practice you believe in or follow, there are different beliefs in terms of the animal to human relationship. But in essence, uh, the overall teaching that I want to really bring home to people in the book is that the animals are our teachers. And somewhere along, you know, the many hundreds and thousands of years, um, you know, shamanism is the oldest spiritual healing art and practice on the planet. And so the First Nations and First Peoples, that's why there are a lot of um, families that come from unbroken lineages of uh, master shamans or uh, working in, um, you know, whether it's uh, cacao or grandfather medicine or uh, whatever their tradition is they have held um, and been the wisdom keepers of this planet working in these shamanic ways since the beginning of, of time with, with humans. And I want people to get back to these most ancient truths that animals are our guides and our teachers and there are a lot of traditions where people actually shape shift and have the ability to shape shift in and out of animal to human form. Uh, there is a spiritual elder that I have in the book, and that is the tradition that they come from uh, in the Amazon. Their main power animal is the tiger. And uh, depending upon um, whether that person has been initiated in a certain way and take, taken certain sacred oaths, um, if they adhere to this particular path shamanically, they develop the ability to go back and forth between human and tiger form throughout their life. So there are a lot of different uh, possibilities and ways 
but at the heart of it, um, you know, since the first peoples incarnated on this planet, uh, we've just gotten so far removed uh, for the most part, especially over here in the U.S., from remembering the sacredness of every creature and that uh, they are our allies. They are our brothers and sisters and they are our guides and they have so much uh, to share with us. And they, they come forward to empower and support us. But we have to remember that and start to look at them through that lens um, so that we can just return to the sacredness of this dynamic that we have between them and this relationship. It's not, we are not better than them. Um, we're not bigger than them. We're not smarter than them. They, we are truly a, a family here and we're cousins and brothers and sisters all the way around. Mm -hmm. And that's my hope with this book is that um, with the powerful energetic transmissions encoded within it, uh, that one receives by being called to purchase this book and have it in their home, that alone does a lot. But then, you know, beyond that, the actual words and practices, um, and I'm working with an incredible illustrator who's from South America to draw all the animals. So in a lot of different ways, this book is just going to help each person reconnect and remember um, the sacredness between us and our animal friends. Oh, I'm so excited for that to come out. Do you have an estimated date for us to expect it? And what's it called? It's called Power Animals. And it will, the book is uh, slated to be out um, fall of 2021. So we've got about a year to go, you know, but it's a lot of book. Anyone is, who has worked with a major publisher and gone through the book process knows it is a very long journey. And uh, then the card deck will soon follow that. It'll be out next spring. Um, but yeah, we've got to give the incredible artist time to draw 100 animals and to get uh, everything in place because it's just, it's really important to me. Um, it has been since I was given this assignment by the power animals and I just obviously want everything to be of highest vibration and to be done um, in the best way. And that's just, just going to take some time. <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting. So kind of journeying into how we've gotten away from our connection to native spirit and animal spirit from the beginning. How do you see us evolving over the next 50 to 100 years as humans? And do you think technology has caused us to forget this information? And do you think we'll kind of overcome that and reconnect? What do you think is going to happen? Well, no one's asked me that question in that particular way. So let me just see what wants to come through. I never like to give, um, you know, just repetitive answers for each interview. So let me just see organically what wants to come through. Well, the answer that's coming through is that uh, we've never seen a time like this. It really is like this, uh, it can be a merging of two different worlds. I'm being shown this vision of like this world over here of all this modern technology and all of these modern ways. And then this world over here of just uh, these most ancient uh, truths of the planet and these most ancient wisdom truths uh, of, of earth life. And you've got these two worlds that we have two options. They can either clash and hit up against each other and cause just confusion and separation, or there can be a merging. So with what's been occurring on the planet with all of this shadow reveal, it's, it's needed. 
It is absolutely needed. If we are in any way going to truly birth a new paradigm and truly birth the new earth, the only way that that's possible is by walking through the fires and by having these shadow reveals that we have been having uh, for the last you know few years especially because it's only in pulling those things up that have been like hidden in the underbellies and been operating in those uh, tucked away uh, darker corners that were previously hidden it's only by bringing those things out in the forefront uh, that it can then uh, be faced and uh, alchemized and transcended. So while these times uh, can feel discombobulating and um, can at times feel really scary, uh, any person that has walked the shamanic path or spiritual path knows uh, that these are necessary vital steps and ingredients to uh, one's awakening and the planet is no different. Uh, the planet is a living being that needs and is having its own shadow extraction and shadow reveal uh, to birth into uh, a, a purer sense. The message that just keeps coming in though is that no human that's ever incarnated has ever seen anything like this. Uh, we truly are really, really fortunate to be here. It, it it is a most wild and fascinating and, and trippy time to be here, but we are all here for a reason and we are all playing a very integral role in this great awakening. And what is going to take shape is an alchemy and formula of earth living that has never existed before but what is really important is, yes, some of these modern advancements and technological advancements um, are positive. However, the issue is when we get so far skewed away, when those advancements and technologies pull people so far on the spectrum, right? If there's a spectrum where at the one end, there's just the purest ancient truths of the planet, and then on the other end, it's just all of this uh, this tech advancement. If someone's just pulled on the spectrum to one way and is totally cut off from and forgets the other end of the spectrum, that's where things get too too skewed, and that's where problems can happen because we are living on this sacred living planet. And this planet has her own ancient wisdom truths and ancient wisdom medicines. And if too many people and if too much of humanity is completely cut off from the most ancient sacred truths and medicines of the living being planet that we are inhabiting, you see, that's where... Um, that that's where the confusion and suffrage and um, uh, chaos and and separation and just yeah the chaos energy happens because we're living on her mm. and too many people are cut off from the truths of her and so 
I believe that's why there are so many light workers and way showers and and shamans, uh, modern shamans and tradition based shamans uh, that are here and coming to the forefront more and more and more. It's because we started to get too skewed away from the ancient truths and it started to enter into a territory that was too dangerous. Mm. And so in order for us to birth a formula for the earth and for the new paradigm and for the new earth to emerge um, that is one that is of a pure, healed, more whole essence, we've got to bring people back to the ancient wisdom truths that are them and live inside of them, but they're just disconnected from and cut off from. And the ancient wisdom truths that are Gaia. The last thing they're saying is the reminder to each and every person listening that we, like I said, we all incarnated at this time, this most miraculous, greatest, wildest time on earth for a reason. And each and every one of us I call it a, a, a God goddess grid. We're all gridded with our own unique alchemy, our own, our own past life karmic threads within our own chakra system and light grid system is our own specific um, medicine and, and uh, calling and, and purpose and everything is encoded within us. And what is really vital right now because we all, we all play our own specific and important role in what's occurring on the planet right now, what is absolutely vital and that you, sh you, you should not cut off from and bypass from is even if you do, don't think you have the time to do this, you must take and find the time to go within and do the inner work. And even if you feel like you've been doing it and you just think that you're like done with it or you've gone as deep as you can go, um, or, or if you're brand new to it, you have to carve out time to start your meditation practice and do the surrender statement. Or I even have an online course, Soul Reboot Spirit School, that's only a hundred bucks. Like, it's the most powerful offering I've ever created. There's no excuse for you to, to not get it if any of this speaks to you. But it's vital right now that we go within because that's where all the information lives. Everything that you're supposed to do this lifetime to assist and birthing the new earth in as whole and pure and positive way possible, all of that guidance and all of that information as to what you are to do uniquely and only you, it's all stored inside of you. And it's all um, also with the guides in the unseen realms. And so if you want to know what your role is and what you can do, like if you're tired of all the freneticness and if you're tired of the confusion and if you feel scared you have to go within and start to, to uncover and, and, uh, and pluck up and bring up what you are to do and to stay steadfast in your role. And when you're doing that, like you know that you're doing what needs to be done. You're, you're serving your purpose. And then you get less pulled into the fear and you get less pulled into the chaos because you know you're doing exactly what you came here to do. And as long as you're holding that line of your purpose, you know that you're doing 
everything you can and you're holding the transmission and you're holding the line and you're holding the vibration of what you are meant to do and hold to facilitate um, the most positive and high vibrations possible and to help facilitate this new formula that's birthing for earth possibility of being its purest and, and highest form. I mean, the last thing I'll say is I know firsthand, you know, this path can, can bring up a lot of fear, you know, when you're stepping into the fullness of your power. I mean, even as I'm saying that it can evoke like a feeling of wanting to barf and, um, you know, there's so many unknowns, like what's going to happen, you know, if you've been holding that back and you decide to surrender and you decide to step onto that, what's going to happen with your relationships? What's going to happen with where you live? What's going to happen with your work? What's going to happen with your life? What's going to happen with who you are? People are going to think you're crazy. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, like the, the mon monkey mind can just rattle on and on and on and keep you stuck in fear and, and, and holding back. Um, when you are operating in a place where you are just in that vertical, anchored, crystal clear, strong alignment into great mother earth, the planet we're living on into the divine wisdom, love, light, truth, and power that is you and lives within you and up to great spirit, God, goddess. When you are holding that line, you are unshakable and you just trust and know that you are always living your best life and everything is always serving you when you are in that line because you are fulfilling what your soul and highest self and God goddess assigned to you to fulfill. Um, so no matter what sh shifts away, no matter what uh, changes form, no matter what transforms, you know, it's always taking you to the next greatest level and the next greatest chapter, no matter how destructive or scary it might look, it's about the devotion and the trust. And those things continue to build the more you start to tap into and communicate with what you are gridded with. So right now it's a time to go deeper than ever before with your own unique grid that's stored within you. And that is how you can hold the line to be of service for this entire planet, for all living beings, for all of humanity, and for great mother earth, and also for the expansion of the cosmos. The way, and the only way you can do that is by fully connecting to and amplifying and embodying and living your own unique God, goddess, grid, and code that is inside of you. And the way that you connect with that and the way you become embodied with that is by walking the spiritual path and doing that in a committed, devoted way. Yes. Wow. Thank you. So many beautiful, beautiful messages in there. And I think it's just so helpful for us to remember every day that this shadow work is necessary for our collective's highest involvement. And that's what I was really embracing from your message is just to continue to root in gratitude and trust that this is exactly purposed and exactly what we need to reach our next level. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, there's, and there's, and it can come through in so many different ways. I mean, I've, I, I, and I won't get into it all because I know we've been trying for a long time, but I, I have done thousands of hours of relentless shadow work and it has taken me into 
you know, the scariest, most ego dismantling, blasting away um, experiences. Um, but it, it can also, it can also take the form in ways that just are so odd and unexpected. Like my Instagram disappeared. It's like the silliest example of like modern shamanism, but like it, I was in Mexico in this most powerful trip. And on the last night there, a friend messaged me and said, friend, are you okay? Where did you go? And sent a screenshot of my Instagram being blank. And I thought, what is going on? And I'm not even, you know, someone that I am not entrenched in Instagram. I'm not overly attached to it. I don't even post that regularly. However, as a modern shaman, who is here to deliver shamanism and consciousness and teachings through the mainstream and through the media, it is on an earth plane, it is a big deal. And it is a big part of my overall shamanic mission. And it was just a wild week of voyaging into this medicine of like, what does this mean? And why is this happening? And I had gone through the most powerful shamanic initiation of my life while in Mexico. And I knew it was all tied together because in that initiation, I, my soul aspect flatlined and completely died for two, three or four minutes as I was receiving these new codes. And I came back alive in a different form and an entirely new being. And the fact that my Instagram then on the earth plane, so that happened in the astral realms and the different dimensions. And then less than 48 hours later, for the first time in all these years I've been on Instagram, my identity and human existence on this biggest social media platform also flatlined and died and completely went away. Wow. And so there were so many teachings. I, I swam in those waters, you know, for almost a full week of what, what are the lessons here? What are the teachings? And I got so many powerful teachings um, that I am now going to implement and um, start, you know, and it's is you know, small as like, I'm going to change my handle and just like clear out the feed. And I died and became a new person mm. in that initiation. And that needs to reflect on the earth plane as well. I connect so deeply with that. It's so funny. My Instagram got hacked last year and I had amassed pretty big following and it was like a huge ego death. It got held for ransom, deleted. And I had not started this podcast. I hadn't started writing. I hadn't started sharing this stuff. Um, it was mostly just kind of an edited version of my face everywhere. And it was a huge shift that I'm so grateful for. So isn't that funny how technology will mirror that? Yeah. And you know, it's like, yeah, we can, you know, kind of like laugh about it. And it is kind of a silly, funny example, but we, you know, it goes back to that really cool question you asked about like the technology and the modern way, but like, you know, these ancient ways, like this is the perfect, like nucleus of all of that, of, of we, we are modern beings living in this modern time. And that's the cool thing that shamanic medicine and these most powerful ancient uh, medicine teachings can move through and take the form of and teach us in ways through social media apps. It's yeah. just a matter of like asking like what, yeah, what are the teachings here? And even though it's like, oh my God, like, yeah, it's Instagram, but no, like there's medicine here and, and there's a lesson here in it and doing that examination work. So yeah, I had surrendered and just really let it go. 
And, um, you know, I, yeah, from a business perspective, I thought, wow, you know, I've got this, this book deal and I've got a major publisher and like, you know, all of these things were kind of coming up, um, business wise, but I really just trusted and I knew it was happening for a reason. And, uh, right after I just fully surrendered and let go, um, my just, uh, yesterday, my Instagram up came back. <laughs> so <laughs> excellent. It, yeah. So she's, yeah. she's, she's there again. <laughs> so Allison, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to touch on before we part ways? You've done such a beautiful job. I've done like, oh my God, thousands of interviews, you know, especially including my career as a radio and TV host before um, aligning with my calling as a shaman. And you've just asked such really unique, beautiful questions. So we've covered a lot. I think the last thing that I just want to leave people with is just, you are so much more than what you could ever possibly conceive of and imagine. And what we can experience in this earthly physical vessel and in this earth walk while also simultaneously being these infinite spirits and souls that inhabit this, this earthly vessel, it's so much bigger than what your mind can ever guess. And so I just invite each person, if you feel called to, to step into this field of infinite possibilities and infinite evolution, because it just brings with it miracles beyond your greatest imagination. It brings with it fulfillment so far beyond your greatest imagination. It brings with it healing and holding so far beyond your wildest imagination. It, it is infinite. The space in which we can traverse and taste and learn and receive and communicate with and voyage to it never there is no end point and i know that this way of living is not for everyone and not everyone is called to it but if you are called to it in any way i really invite you to go to my website and go to my Instagram, um, which I believe I'm going to change the handle to at shaman Allison Charles. It's currently at I am Allison Charles, but my website, allisoncharles.com or rockstarshaman.com and go to my online course. It is nine guided shamanic journeys. It will do that uniting of your soul. It will reveal to you the deeper revelations that you your soul is asking for at this time for you to be in alignment with your calling you will be able to visit past lives and do that healing work you will be able to do shadow work in a in a in a safe container and a safe space you'll be able to call forward your power animals and to meet with them and ask them questions and receive their medicine and receive their clarity each journey is different and it will it will really open you up to this life that it exceeds any possible thought you could ever have. So I just, after my uh, initiation in Mexico, that was just like the main teaching there. Um, because now where my, I was basically told, 
you know, the work you've done as a shaman, we are commending you for it. And it's been incredibly needed, incredibly powerful, but it was all simply in preparation for what you're about to do. Like basically like you ain't seen nothing yet. So, and I've been doing this work for many lifetimes and for very, very deeply for a lot of years, this lifetime. And so for me to get to this point on my path where I'm shown, wow, and connecting all of these dots, like even what rockstar shaman really means. And the fact that many years ago I was told you are intergalactic guardian of the earth. And after this initiation in Mexico, understanding truly what that means when I thought I knew what it meant before, it just, it never ends the next up levelings of where we are capable of going within ourselves and then externally what we can experience in life and thus far be of service for others in, in life. It never ends and it just gets more and more incredible. So um, just a friendly reminder of all that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Allison. I'm going to link your uh, course below and your Instagram and your website in the show notes so that people can find you easily. But sending so much love to you and thank you again for just making the time to share your wisdom with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, I, like I said, having just gotten back from Mexico and you're the first interview I was doing since I was excited to meet you because it says a lot about, I was like, huh, she's holding a certain embodiment and a certain vibration. Like the fact that you're getting this first interview as this new being that I am, I was like equally looking forward to seeing who you are and um, chatting with you. And it's been so beautiful to connect. So thank you for all the work that you're doing and all the pure high transmissions you are emitting um, 24 seven. So I see you as well. <laughs> it's an honor. Thank you. Well, have a beautiful day and I'll connect with you soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Alright everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I've really been enjoying listening to this one back myself and really syncing up with the wisdom that she had to offer us. So yes, she did change her Instagram handle. She's now at I am Allison Charles on Instagram. So I'll link that in the show notes below along with her course link and her website so you can learn more about her. And you can follow me on Instagram at Helen Denham underscore. And my website is HelenDenham.com where I'm always posting new blog posts and updates. You can subscribe to my self-care Sunday newsletter there. Uh, there's links to my music there. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, everything under Helen Denham. There's some really fun music out there for you guys. And I think that's it. I mean, most of the updates I have for you are coming from the road. I'm on a road trip right now and I can't believe it. I'm already like at my month point. I thought the whole trip was going to take a month, but I'm only like a third of the way through. So I'm just having a blast out here, camping, meeting new friends, just taking it day by day. So those are the updates you're probably going to be seeing from me on the blog and everything. But sending you so much love and reminding you that you are exactly where you need to be for your soul's highest involvement. You're guided, you're purposed, and you are so, so deeply loved. And everything's going to be okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon.